Hey, my name's Jamie Poisson, and I'm the host of Frontburner. It's the CBC's daily news podcast. And every day we're discussing the big events and fault lines shaping Canada and the world. Politics, economics, social movements, you name it. Sometimes we even talk about really fun stuff like the enduring relevance of Lord of the Rings. You can hear Frontburner on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Ian Hanna-Mansing. Welcome to Checkup's Ask Me Anything podcast. And today it's our caller's stories on dates, good and bad. And I'm like, what? You didn't pay the bill? Like, he just acted so natural for someone that had just dined and dashed on their first date with someone. She lives seven minutes away from the restaurant. We plan to meet at 7 o'clock. She's late. And then she says, can we push to 7.30? I'm like, did you forget your wallet? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you need me to pay? He's like, yeah. I am now just like collecting the tacos because I paid for them. I look back and I was like, thank you for this experience. You will never hear from me again. Those are examples of bad dates, by the way, in case you couldn't tell. With our show originally airing just days away from Valentine's Day, we thought we'd try to tap into our caller stories of their best and worst dates. Our AMA guest was Jen Kirsch, a relationship and dating columnist. And here are a few highlights from the show. Hey, Jen, thanks for joining us again. <laughs> thanks for having me. So any other, is there another dating story that, that you can tell us uh, that, you know, yes. we love hearing stories. Oh my God. Yes. I have, I have from friends and my own, but one thing that just struck me in the intro for this, I was sitting here laughing my face off because all of these worst dates, you know, the clips you guys just played, all they have in common is finances. Like mm-hmm. people are so funny with money and it just becomes really uncomfortable. And I love it. Um, Simply Financial did this study recently about Canadian Canadians and money. And they found that one in three young Canadians have broken up with their partner because of Valentine's Day. And Ian, I don't know if you've heard of this, but apparently there's something called Red Tuesday, which is the Tuesday before Valentine's Day where people break up with their partners. Um, It could be newer relationships. This is what it sounds like. But people break up to avoid having to buy gifts, expensive (laughs) or otherwise, or to spoil their partner. And I just thought that this was so funny. And the other stat that I loved on this Simply study was 73% of Canadians think their partner could be better at managing money. And I think in every relationship I've ever been in and, you know, clients that I've had and things I've heard, money is just one of those weird topics. And no, it's like the blind reading the blind, like no one really knows how to navigate it when we're out dating, especially the first date, especially with an occasion like a Valentine's Day. So I'm excited for the callers. And yes, as you mentioned, I'm so happy to help out any way I can with um, help guiding everyone so they could have a great Valentine's Day and and just be better at their relationships, whether it's with each other or the relationship we have with ourselves. Uh, Jen, here's an email we got from Paula Ashby. She says, I was invited out for lunch by a man I didn't know, but he and I had friends in common. We'd barely started eating when he suddenly turned white and clammy and 
vomited onto his plate of food. He was quite embarrassed. He apologized profusely and asked if we could have another lunch date the following week. We met for our second date. He was wearing the same shirt as the week before unwashed. No, Paula, really? Uh, He spent most of our lunch date regaling me with stories about his gastrointestinal woes in some detail. I declined his offer of a third date. Okay, that sounds almost more like a, a, a plot line in uh, in a movie, but uh, Paula, let, let's assume that uh, I'll take you at, 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 at your word, and that's really what happened. Um, Jen, why don't you weigh in on that? Oh my God! Well, first off, um, the first the first time it happened, I mean, things happen. Mm-hmm. He could have, you know, now we know what it was, but he could have, you know, had an allergic reaction or something. I would have been kind of horrified, but I love the idea of a good love story and you know, kind of helping someone out out in a moment of need. We hear of like the damsel in distress idea. So unfortunate, like that he played it off, like that she was willing to go on a second date, despite maybe being a little uh, turned off at that unexpected challenge that arose. But with this second time and talking about the issues, um, the shirt thing, that's a whole other story. Again, it's almost like too much of a story. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Paula, I feel for you. Um, I think that we tend to disclose a lot on dates, especially the first few, because a, we want to find some form of connection. Mm-hmm. And so we think that if we're vulnerable with someone and share deeper stories or things about us that will connect, um, I think you need to be careful with sharing too much too soon because there are certain topics that people could relate on the death of a parent, the loss of a pet, things like that. But when you're going to something so specific, it's not the most sexy for the first few dates. I think we could wait till maybe date five for that or until you got to know each other better. Paula, I'm proud of you for putting yourself back out there despite the awkwardness and uncomfortableness of the first one. And I think if people bring up topics that are maybe um, a bit of a turnoff or not something you want to discuss, what a lot of us do is we go to the washroom and bring out our phone and send a little text to a friend or we're (laughs) kind of rolling our eyes and we can't wait to complain to people about it after. But just be honest and, and and try to steer the conversation in a different way. Mm-hmm. And because it's hard when you're stuck, especially over a meal of food. Yeah, that, that, that's really good advice. I also <laughs> like the fact that you pointed out that, you know, there could have been something going on in that first date as, as horrible as it is for both parties uh, to have one of them vomit on a first date. Yeah, it could have been an allergy, could have been uh, norovirus. I mean, you know, bad stuff happens. I got to say... If I vomited on a first date, I wouldn't just, you know, not contact the person. I think I would move to a different city. I would be very embarrassed. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Darlene Favrin is in Sudbury, Ontario. Hi, Darlene. Hi there. I guess Favrin is how you pronounce your name, right? Favrin, Sovran. Okay. Like All right. So what's your dating story, Darlene? So um, I had a I had a crush on a fellow in high school for a, quite some time, a couple of years, I guess. And um, eventually he uh, asked me out and we were going to go to a drive in, which was just outside of town, maybe a 25 minute ride. And he picked me up in his little, he had a little Volkswagen rabbit at the time, mm-hmm. at, which I thought was super cool. But when I got <laughs> in it, I noticed a bunch of holes in the floorboards. Um, which made the ride super cold. I think it must have been October or the part of the winter, early winter months. So I froze myself on the way there, but I thought, okay, well, it's okay. It'll still be worth it because I think this guy is so cool. <laughs> and so we get to the movie theater, and he hasn't been particularly charming, but just, you know, kind of cool. He probably knew I liked him, so maybe he was 
playing it cool. Um, and so, uh, you know, the trailers are starting, and he says, okay, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. And he was gone for, I don't know, 20, maybe 30 minutes. Wow. Got back. The movie was already playing, and he had a big bowl of popcorn and a pop and some candy. And I thought, well, okay, he was gone for a while. Maybe there was a lineup. At least he brought some stuff back. Um, and then he proceeded to eat it by himself <laughs> and not, not share it and not offer it. Yep. Um, and then he fell asleep. Wow. And I watched the movie and I never saw him again. <laughs> so this is it. somebody you had a crush on in yep. school for a while. Um, yep. and, and then like how disillusioning was that? The gap between what you obviously thought he was and who he yeah. turned out to be. Yeah. Well, you know, fooled me because I thought he had a, a bit of a resemblance to uh, John Cougar Mellencamp at the right. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who I thought was awesome. And um, maybe he did, but it really reminded me that, like, just don't go but based on looks because <laughs> you just never know what's going to be underneath those. So. Absolutely. Well, that's his good lesson, a great call. And I love the fact, the time references, the Volkswagen Rabbit, John Cougar Mellencamp, <laughs> that is fantastic. The drive-in, yeah. Yeah, bring back the 90s. Oh, that's yeah, right, yeah. So thank you very much for calling and kicking off our Ask Me Anything. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, my name's Jamie Poisson, and I'm the host of FrontBurner. It's the CBC's daily news podcast. And every day we're discussing the big events and fault lines shaping Canada and the world. Politics, economics, social movements, you name it. Sometimes we even talk about really fun stuff like the enduring relevance of Lord of the Rings. You can hear FrontBurner on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Pascal Padilla is in Montreal. Hi, Pascal. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing really well. What uh, What would you like to either tell us or ask our expert? So I have a question, and mm-hmm. it starts out, like, do you guys know what a situationship is? I mean, uh, I'll oh, yeah. bet, yeah, I'll bet our, yeah, Jen does. <laughs> I don't, though. So for me and our audience, what's a situationship? So, like, if a relationship is when you're in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. then a situationship would, would be when you're in a committed situation with someone. And it's undefined. And it's actually, I shouldn't say committed because it's completely right. not committed. It's like an undefined relationship. So I'm, I'm obviously Jen Kirsch, our expert guest, gets it. I don't fully understand it. Pascal, just stand by for a sec. Jen, help explain to me what a situationship is. Absolutely. This is a word you should know now, Ian. This is like, <laughs> this is what, it's, it's very, um, the, the younger school people are getting into these situationships. It's right. where there's so many options, especially thanks to all the dating apps. People are happy to get close with someone, but not close enough. So they don't define the relationship. It's not official. You're not officially partners, uh, but you see each other and maybe every weekend, or maybe if you're going out drinking with friends, you'll meet up afterwards, but you're not getting the same benefits that you get in a romantic relationship. And often in situationships, there's someone who likes the other person more, but they don't want to bring up the conversation to ask about where they stand because they don't want to ruin things. Huh. at all so like they'd rather sort of say and kind of accept stories to say um and and i mean i've been in a situation my sh- myself before so no judgment but we we accept things when maybe we deserve more because we don't want to rock the boat and we're not really speaking up mm-hmm. but i think that you know people just get caught and then it becomes this situation and so it's a situation shift and then you're maybe losing the opportunity of meeting some other really 
great people and someone that could be a better partner for you that wants to commit to you because you're caught up with this person. Well, that's exactly what my question is about. Um, right. Because like I'm single, I'm 21 and like romantically I feel like lonely a lot, but because mm-hmm. I have so many options like dating apps and stuff, it's hard to like even want to commit to someone, but I still feel like lonely. And so is being in a situation a solution to feeling lonely or Can it make it worse? I would say, thank you for your question, by the way. And thank you for sharing that. I love how self-aware you are. And that's something I really love about your generation of being able to identify what your feelings are. So thank you so much for sharing. I think that um, being with someone who's not fully invested in you can be very lonely. And I would think that it's, um, you could be, you're lonelier with them than you are if you're just hanging out by yourself and out with friends. I think you're 21. You've got a lot of enthusiasm um, inside you. And I think that this could be kind of holding you back and making you feel more lonely. Because when we're staying in a situation with someone who isn't necessarily on the same page, we're making sacrifices. And it could be a little at a time. So you could be choosing to see them instead of going out with friends like you would normally do or, you know, choosing to see them instead of reading a book or whatever makes you happiest and whether it's, you know, going to a Pilates class or whatever the case is. And so don't restrict yourself and hold yourself back. If they want to see you on occasion and you happen to be free and you're very busy and fulfilled life, then so be it. But I don't want you to feel lonely with with someone because they're not giving you all that you are giving them. Wow. Thank you so much. That's such a good response. I really appreciate that. And Pascal, we really appreciate your call. Love the fact that a 21 year old is listening and calling in and taking part. You know, the other thing is this is the AMA. We do have Jen Kirsch here to answer questions. And when it comes to relationships and dating, there's some heavier issues as well. And John Eastman, who's in Delta, British Columbia, just outside Vancouver, uh, raises one of those. Hi, John. Hello. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm learning new things already. Oh, I, I certainly, I certainly am. I don't even. I was just doing the math about when the last time I was on a date. It is so long ago because my wife and I have been together for so long. So yes, situationships either didn't exist or certainly the term didn't exist when when I was last dating. Uh, but John, you you have a, an important and serious question for Jen. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, well, my question has to do with dating because I don't think I ever have. Mm-hmm. actually dated uh, or anything that I would think of as the sort of thing you see in movies as dating. Um, I'm in my 70s. Uh, my, I've had, I had one girlfriend before my wife, and uh, my wife and I knew each other through other people, and we went out for about three years and then spent 42 years living together, and she died in November. <laughs> Um, and I just, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, I don't have any concept of how to be or how to start a relationship mm-hmm. with somebody. Yeah. Well, John, I'm sorry to hear about your wife passing away in November. What a, what a difficult situation and difficult time uh, for you. So uh, let me, uh, yeah, let, let's put your question to Jen. So thank you very much. You can listen on the radio as, uh, as Jen, uh, uh, what, what do you have to say to John? 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And November is really fresh. And being with someone for that long is is so remarkable. Relationships are hard. And I really honor that for you. And um, I just want to say, you're not alone. There's so many people navigating loss of a spouse and or, yeah, loss of a spouse or, you know, a partner they've had for years. And it's hard to start dating again and put yourself out there because the nature of the game has changed so much. Um, For myself, my mom passed away when I was, I just turned 18 and I am extremely close with my father and um, he took the time that he needed. They were high school sweethearts, married for 30 plus years and he took the time he needed and then started dating again. And it was, you know, he knew my mom since high school. He never did it, but he tried the apps and he was open to people setting him up and just, you know, getting out of the house. So if I could encourage anything, um, it would be to get yourself out there. If you have a hobby or there's something that you could do or somewhere you could go. For me, I love going to the library. It's free. I like perusing books, um, sitting at a cafe with a book. I find when you go somewhere alone as well. I love solo dates. That's something else that may come up that a lot of us young folks are doing. But basically, it means going out by yourself. And I find if you sit somewhere and you have a book and you're at a cafe, a local place, and you're going there frequently and you start to see the same familiar faces, it's a great way to strike up conversation. And you could download the apps. A lot of the apps are free to use. And it's just trial and error. Mm -hmm. But loss and grief is so tough. And as you sort of like, it's kind of like getting yourself back out there, sort of this muscle, you're going to have to just keep going through the motions. And dating can be weird. And I'm sorry that you had some unfortunate dating stories. But, you know, I, I would argue that there's so many other people that are out there that you could meet. And even if it's not a romantic connection, or John, even if it's a, another uh, uh, first night hookup or whatever it is, you know, there's different ways to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And if it's not romantic, you know, you could develop a really great friendship. And I think that helps when we're navigating grief and mm-hmm. loss and those things, because that could be really isolating. Yeah, Jen, really good uh, advice. Um, Jen, we have about a minute. And I guess I would say more generally, as much as you can do in a minute for people who are looking towards Valentine's Day, maybe feeling a little intimidated, feeling pressure that it needs to be the perfect day. Um, what would you say to them? I would just say, you know, lower your expectations and or be communicative if you have a romantic partner of what you are expecting and just be mindful that it's something reasonable. Yes, it's a big day, but it's not the only day to express love. And we want to feel seen, heard, loved, admired. All of us, you know, want to have love. There's ways to do that for free. One of my favorite stories is um, everyone gets roses for Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And a boyfriend years ago got me a jar of pickles and I'm a big pickle lover. (laughs) And that meant more to me than anything because it was the fact that he acknowledged oh, this is something she loves. So get creative. It doesn't need to be super expensive, but just let the person know that you care about them. If you're single, it's totally, I I mean, you're in the time of your life because you get to focus on you and what's best for you. Lean into the song of Flowers by Miley Cyrus and be your own best friend and do for yourself that you wish others did. And maybe um, they didn't and you were disappointed. And on a second date, don't go necessarily to the salad bar at uh, Whole Foods. 
Yeah, perhaps be a little more romantic. Let's bring some romance back in 2024. Excellent, Jen. You're really good at what you do. I'm glad we had you as our guest here on Ask Me Anything. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ian. Jen Kirsch, a dating and relationship columnist, and as you could hear, expert as well. That was a portion of Cross Country Checkup's AMA about our caller's best and worst dating stories. Our guest was Jen Kirsch, a relationship and dating columnist. If you'd like to listen to our full two-hour edition of Cross Country Checkup, you can stream it on the CBC Listen app. If you want to share comments or appear on the show, go to cbc.ca slash aircheck. I'm Ian Hannah-Mansing. Thanks for listening. The next live edition of Checkup airs on CBC Radio, CBC News Network, and CBC News Explorer next Sunday. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.